Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. That makes you glad you saved, doesn't it? <laughs> Amen. A child of the King. Uh, received him not but as many as did receive him <laughs> to them gave he power to become the sons of God <laughs> amen I heard Steve back there amen I'm a son of God <laughs> hallelujah now I, all I could hear when I was sitting up here was Justin beside I mean Dustin beside me saying I was wretched I was wretched <laughs> amen I'm glad that he came for the wretched. Thank God, ain't a sinner he can't save. If you can believe in him today, he can save you. Turn with us this morning to the book of Hebrews, chapter number one. Hebrews, chapter number one. We're so grateful to be here today and just appreciate the good spirit of God. And uh, I'm glad you're here. It don't make any difference. Uh, friend, if this is your first time here or your hundredth time or thousandth, I'm just glad you're here. Uh, this, is a, this is a precious place to me. They were singing earlier about that refuge. Uh, I'm glad that I've got a place I can go and uh, with like-minded people and uh, look at you. You've all got Bibles in your hand and they're opened up. Uh, I hope you're hungry this morning for the Word of God. You pray for us. We we're desperate for him and uh, just want to be obedient. Hebrews chapter number one, I'm going to read the first three verses only and uh, we'll give you our thought that God shared with us. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners, let me stop just a moment. We don't use those terms very often. So God who at various times and in various ways, Methods, means. Now you think about it that way and you'll start to recognize what he's saying. Spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, plural, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Blessed Father, we thank you for your son. (laughs) Oh, how we bless his holy name. We've yet to comprehend his greatness, wondrous power. And yet we've come, God, as little children, seeking you. Assembled, Father, with hearts that are open, asking you that you would be here, that you would speak, in a way, God, that causes us to tremble. Make us in awe of your presence and your power. 
May we see you working in our hearts and in the hearts of every person among us. May the sinner tremble, God knowing their condition, and may they come. May there be an environment of birthing. We're trusting you for what we cannot do, which is most of it. We're asking again as we pray it, believing in the great and the holy name of Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. I've had uh, this uh, thought on my heart for several weeks now. It seems like every time I preach, I have to. It comes up, and I mention it. But um, I'm praying God has finally given me liberty to share this truth with you this morning. Um, I, I want to preach from the third verse this morning. That'll be our text. And keep your Bibles open. We want you to follow along in the Word of God as we uh, see. I believe what. Uh, God is trying for our, our hearts to hear this morning. Uh, I'm glad that I'm saved. I'm glad that my sins have been forgiven. And there is a term that is used throughout the New Testament, but also within the Old. There is a term that we find predominantly in the New, at least in purpose and thought, and it is, I'm purged. I'm purged. I want you to think about that. I'm going to read it to you again from verse number 3, who being the brightness of his glory, speaking of Christ, and expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty of God. I want you to think this morning with me about the purging of our sins. Now, the, the essence of the word itself, I believe, is important. When you purge something, you're not just removing it, right? If you were just removing something, you could use the term expel, right, or cast out. Uh, if you were just getting rid of something, you would use a term that is limited in that scope. I'm, I'm just throwing that out. And yet we find that the scripture on purpose, I believe, uses this term purged when it refers to my sins. Now, most of you ladies, and I'll be impressed if you have, but most of you have never purged a brake line. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm going to be honest and say I've seen her done. I ain't done it. (laughs) I normally call somebody that knows what they're doing and, uh, and, and I would like to watch them do it. But when you purge something, you force it out by pushing something in behind it. In effect, replacing what was in there with something that's better. Now, what the Bible said about my sins is that they have been purged. They've not just been removed, but there was something else took their place. When God moved my sin out, he didn't leave the vessel empty. He filled it with something better. I'm feeling animated today. I'm glad that when my sins were removed, that there was something else come in behind it. There was something that moved that sin out and made it possible for something with more power, with better power, with greater power to come in behind it. And brother, may I say to you today, that's what we've experienced this morning 
is the goodness of the Holy Spirit of God which hath moved out my sins. I've been purged. My sins have been purged. I'm so glad when I think about what it means to be purged that I'm reminded what it said in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He said, Behold, the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now, I'm reminded, the Bible said there in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, he said, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not of own. Let me say that this body today is a temple, and it will house something. Now, until I got saved, it housed my sin and my uncleanness and whatever wickedness was there. But I got saved one day by the blood of Jesus Christ. And friend, when he purged me with that, he pushed my sin out and he replaced it with something better. And what the apostle Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians was this. He said, the old man has passed away and behold, all things have become new. May I say to you today, when I got saved, saved, the old man died out and a new man was born. When I got saved, the old thoughts left and he gave me some new ones. When I got saved, the old desires left and I got some new desires. Ain't you glad you've got a new desire in your heart today? Amen. Where you didn't have any desire to go to the house of God or to be around the people of God, now can't keep you out of this place. You got a new desire in your heart because you've been purged by him. Amen. Amen. Something better came in. Amen. Now, there's some of you that was was lost for a while. Uh, you didn't get saved till later in life. Now, I'm going to speak in, I'm just going to speak to concerning some, but uh, you, are you glad them old songs are gone you used to listen to? I heard Corey Adams preaching there a while back when we was in revival. And he was talking about when he is lost how he liked to listen to hell's bells. (laughs) Amen. Ungodliness. (laughs) Amen. He said, but when I got saved, he said, I believe hell's bells started ringing. They saying, keep that boy from preaching. Amen. Don't let him out and go to the house of God. Let me say something. The old things are passed away. If the old things ain't passed away in your life, I'm concerned for him that you didn't get purged. You got relieved. You didn't get saved. Friend, you got religion because when it comes to being purged, whatever he pushes out, there's something better that comes in the house. Amen. Amen. Those old things I used to do, I don't do them no more. Anybody glad of that? Anybody glad them old habits was replaced with some new ones? (laughs) Amen. I've heard Larry's testimony. Seems like every time me and him go somewhere, he'll tell me again. Hey man, hey, tell me again. You was a drunk according to your own testimony, amen. Old habits replaced with new ones. Now you're sitting here. You seem to have a habit to come into the house of God. Seem to be in a habit of opening up the word of God. Seem to be in a habit of praying unto God, singing unto God. You say, how in the world that happened? He purged out something and replaced it with something better. You see, the problem with the religious in this world today is that they have been cleaned in their mind, but not in their heart. 
Many of them come to an altar. Many of them make a profession of faith and they relieve the guilt of their conscience. But they never get born again because the old man is never pushed out. Oh, I think we have a problem in this country today. I think we got a lot of religious folks. I think we got people that claim to be saved. Everybody asks going to heaven. Everybody you talk to is on their way to heaven. Very few people admit they're lost. Very few people will admit they're a sinner. And yet the word of God has already concluded all under sin. There's none good, no, not one. And yet you can't find a sinner anymore. Amen. You better have to come into the house of God where you find some good, honest Christian men and women that'll say, I need Jesus. Amen. I need Jesus because I, this old flesh, it's got sin in it. Oh, but I'm glad, ain't you, that when he purged out the old, he put something else in there. He opened up something to my heart this week. And I, I tell you right now, it thrilled my soul. I don't think I've ever understood the scripture clearly, but I'm going to read it to you this morning. I, when, when man tries to purge himself, he's got a problem. Adam and Eve tried it. It didn't work. Amen. They tried to fix what they had messed up. And them little fig leaves they sewed together, God wasn't having it. Amen. That wasn't covering it. Amen. It wasn't covering the sin. You can't get rid of sin yourself. You can try. But friend, all you're doing is you're emptying, you're sweeping, and you're garnishing that old house. And may I say to you today, it's still empty. And the problem with an empty house is it likes to get occupants. It wants people to come into When you've got your house swept and gone, Brother, you've just opened it up for everything else in the world to come on in. I believe we got a problem in this country where people have been slipped a forfeit, a counterfeit. They've been slipped a counterfeit. They've been slipped something fake, and it's called salvation. But friend, if you didn't get if you didn't get saved and something new come in, friend, you didn't get purged. I don't know how in the world somebody like Lenny Mason could be found sitting on a church bench on Sunday morning. Amen? Because before, you'd have found him in the woods poaching a bear or something. I don't know if anybody's listening to this, but he probably never did that. I'll just say that. (laughs) But the old man is gone, and something new replaced it. Amen. And somehow today, the new man don't want to do them things the old man did. And yet what we find in the religious community today is that there's very little difference between those that say they're born again and those that are living in sin. You've got to be different, friend, to ever have been converted by the Spirit of God. And that's what purging does. It gets rid of the sin, yes. It cleans the house. It sweeps the house. It garnishes the house. But brother, it puts something in the house that's better. That's better. Some of you had some old habits. And you know what they say about old habits? They're hard to break. That's just a saying. You see, what I found was is when the old man dies, his habits die with him. Amen. The, the, the flesh is still there. I get that part. But the Bible said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Here's what I know about God today. If you get born again, you're going to be different than the world is. And what we find in Christianity today is people that are living like the world, people that are talking like the world. Hey, man, didn't your talk get better? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Amen. 
Would anybody raise their hand and say, I was a foul mouth? <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'd say, it bothers me to hear women talk sometimes. Amen. What foul and dirty language goes on in the world today. Let me say something to you today. If you can do that and say you're a Christian, I believe you're confused about what happened. If you ever get purged of the blood of Jesus Christ, you'll not have that talk anymore. The old walk's gone. He gave me a new one. The old talk is gone. He gave me new talk. And that's because the old man is gone. (laughs) Right? The old man passed away and behold all things are become new. That's the essence of what this means to be purged. Now, Adam and Eve tried to purge themselves. Every, every, every human I know of has, has a simple innate quality to try to fix it on your own, right? And when we get in awfulest messes trying to fix something that we can't fix, and that's the inner stuff. That's sin and that's spiritual stuff that only God can deal with. Friend, you can't fix that kind of stuff. I realize that there's people out there that make, they make resolutions and they make good intentions and they make commitments to change and to do this and to, and to get off that and to start, start being this. But all of these things, I believe, are shared with us in the book of Matthew. Let me read it to you today. I'm, this, this helped my soul. Listen to these three verses. When the un, Matthew 12, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man. He walketh, speaking of the Spirit, through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from which I came, whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Matthew twelve forty three. What the unclean spirit of, of, of that man found is when he went out of a man. And I, I think some of that goes on today. I think some of that praying for relief and the guilt of one's conscience can occur. I believe a man can get relief by just confessing his sin, even if, even if nobody heard it, even God. I believe he can convince himself that, that he's got some relief there. Yeah. And what he's doing, he's emptying the house. Amen. Remember what the Bible said about your body. It's the temple of the Lord. Well, if the Lord ain't in it, that means it's the house of something else. It's the house of an unclean spirit. It's the house of the wickedness and the vileness and the rebelliousness of this world. It dwells within this, this, this earthly man. All of these things. And yet, when we pray sometimes, when some pray, amen, they, it seems that their sins, at least their conscience of the sins, has been removed, relieved. But all they've done is swept it, they've emptied it, swept it, and garnished it. Put up some things and make it look nicer. But it's still empty. And yet what we find in Matthew, now this is Jesus talking. What Jesus said was, is he said, when the unclean spirit goes out and walks through the dry places and finds no place there better to reside, he said, I'll just go back to where I was. To that house, and when he gets back there, he finds that it's empty, swept, and garnished. Let me tell you something. If all you are is empty, swept, and garnished, you're still headed to hell. Because you've not yet been purged. How come? Because it's empty. It's empty. Now, this is Jesus talking. This is Jesus talking. He said it's empty. And when the unclean spirit comes, he said he brings seven more with him. When he comes back, he finds it's empty. You got more room. 
It's empty. It's been emptied, swept, and garnished. And when the unclean spirit comes, he brings seven more that are more vile than he, and they inhabit it. And he said, the end of that man is worse than the beginning. What's going to happen to these people today that have been deceived in believing that all your conscience needs is a little relief from the sin that you're still doing? And yet what the Bible said, what, what, what the apostle said in Hebrews was, is he said, what God has done for us is not to just get rid of my sin, but he replaced it with something else. Right? When he purged me, he didn't just empty it and, and be sure of this, he emptied me of sin. I'm talking about the inward man. He emptied me of sin. He swept it out clean, amen, sealed to the day of redemption. And he garnished it. But in the same instant that he emptied me, he was filling me with something else. You say, preacher, can, any, can the unclean spirit of this world abide within you now? No. You say, how come? Because when he pulled the old man out, he put something else in. And it filled the inward man. Man has always tried to purge himself. Man's still trying to get rid of his sins. But the problem is, is when man tries to purge, he can't put nothing in that's any better. And that's what Jesus was saying about this wicked generation. That's what he said. He said, this is what I'm saying about this wicked generation that we live in, is that all that they've done is they've emptied the house of the unclean spirit. They've swept and they've garnished, but they left it empty. And therefore, the unclean spirit came right back in there, and they were worse off than when they started. You say, preacher, I'm not sure if I can go off that one scripture. Well, go off another then. The Bible said in Peter, he said, this is a true proverb. Now, anytime you hear the Bible say true proverb, you better listen. He said, the hog that was once washed will return to the wallowing in its mire. How come? Because it's still a hog. And the dog that vomits will turn around and then eat what made him sick. Yeah. Why? Because that's what dogs do. Yeah. And when you're no different than the rest of this world, friend, here's what I can assure you. If something better didn't come in your heart, you didn't get saved. For what God does is purge of sin. Yeah. Which means he forces out the old with something stronger and he fills the man with something new. Now, we've heard several this morning testifying of, of the power of God to do this wonderful thing. And, and, and it thrills my soul. There's certainly some trophies in the room today of God's spiritual greatness and, and grace. And I'm proud and I am tickled to death just to sit among them. I really am. But you know what makes them great, Alfred? It's that I know there's been a change there. There's a song I sing it every now and then. It says, said, I, I, I went unto the crowd that I used to hang around and I told them that I and the world no longer agree. And when they asked me why, well, this was my reply. There's been a change, a change in me. 
if there has not been a change in you, friend, you didn't get purged. Because when the old man is forced out, God puts something in that is better. God puts something in that is great. I feel like somebody's struggling right now, trying to figure out whether or not they've been saved. Listen, it's this simple. You can sweep a house all you want to. You can garnish a house all you want to. But it's still empty if God ain't in it. God ain't in it. Adam and Eve tried it. Everybody's tried to purge their own sin. It don't work. Because you can't put something in behind it that's better than what was there before. You're just like the hog that you clean it up, spick and span, and when you turn your back, it grows right back into the mud you just created when you washed it. And that's because its nature has not been changed. When you get born again, you have a new nature. You have a new nature. The sin, the sin is forced out by something, according to the apostle, was imputed to us. The Bible said that imputed to me was the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I love that, don't you? I couldn't generate righteousness. I could, as a matter of fact, he said mine was his filthy rags. The best I could do is his filthy rags in the sight of God. That's my righteousness, amen. That's my righteousness. I have none, nothing. And yet Jesus, when he forced out the old, <laughs> he brought in his righteousness. Yeah, Oh, that's good. The Apostle Paul said it like this. He said, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Listen to what he said next, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Did you know that the born-again believers in Jesus Christ today, they're righteous on the inside? They're righteous on the inside. You say, how in the world did that happen? It's part of purging, right? As he pushes the old out, he's bringing in the new. You know what I like about purging? There ain't no gap. At best, when you purge a brake line, what you get is air, right? Because as you, as you pushing in the new, it immediately starts forcing out the old. And the only thing in between the old and the new might be a gap that was in the line when you started. And you know why they bleed them? To make sure even the gap, even the air, that's full. That's full. When I got saved, they wasn't one nook, not one cranny that didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost of God. You say, how come? Because he's all filling. Amen. When he comes in the house, he's pushing out everybody else. He will have no other gods before him. He ain't sharing the space in this house. He ain't occupying a dwelling with somebody else. He moved a new man out and he took over. He said, do you not know that you're not your own anymore? You've been bought with a price. The old man got pushed out when we got purged. You say, well, where does that leave us? Well, the reasonable place is to be explain how or with what we are purged. Unfortunately, the New Testament is full of examples where the term purged is used specifically and it tells us how or what we were purged by. 
I love this Bible, don't you? Look at your King James Bible. Here's what it says in, in, in what we read to you, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. He said, I'm, I'm halfway through the verse, when he had by himself, you see it there? Hebrews 1, verse number 3. I want you to see it in your Bible today. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Number one, we are purged by him. I'm glad to report to you today with all confidence that there ain't nobody stronger, nobody more powerful, nobody more all-filling than Jesus Christ, the righteous. And brother, when he started through my veins, he forced out everything in his way. Some of you ought to be happy about this news. Right? The apostle Paul tried his best in Romans 6 and 7 to, to explain to him, look, the old man's got sin. I get it, right? You can't stop this old flesh nature from sinning. Hey, you, you've got to really walk in the spirit to keep this man under subjection. I get that. He said, but the inner man cannot sin. That's what he said. That's what he said. I don't care if you don't believe it or don't understand it. It don't make no difference. That's what he said. He said he cannot sin. You say, how come? But brother, when he forced out the old man, he didn't leave none of his stuff. Right? He didn't leave not a suitcase. Out they went, and he took over everything. And according to the word of God, he purged. He made me as white as snow, as, as pure as snow. And then he sealed me till the day of redemption in that condition. That's what the Holy Spirit does. See, I've been purged. I've been purged, have you? Amen. So how do, how do we get purged? Well, the, the first inference there in Hebrews 1, we're going to see again in Hebrews 9. Let, let, me, let me go ahead and, and spill the beans, right? I don't do that often, but let me go ahead and give you the whole thing right here. It's all Jesus. Amen. Everything I'm fixing to share with you out of the, out of the Word of God, it's all Him. It's all, let, let me be clear. If you didn't get him when you got saved, you're still lost. Right. The reason you can't change is probably you probably never got saved. What happened to you was you got empty of the guilt. You got empty and you started sweeping. Said, oh, I finally got rid of that. I'm finally off that or I'm finally over that. I'm going to clean up this house and I'm going to go get right and then I'm going to go to church when I get all that done. You did that. And what you find out is something moves in worse than what was there before. And you worse shape than you was when you started. That's because you never got purged. You got emptied, swept, and garnished, but you're still empty. When Jesus does the work, he feels what's... When he's pushing it out, he's behind it. You get the picture, right? He is. He feels it. Son, I got saved to the uttermost, is what he said. I'm so saved I can't get unsaved. He said, by himself. That speaks of power, doesn't it? Dan, that speaks of strength. That speaks of an ability. That he not, he not, he's not even concerned about what seemed to be in his way. He fixed and move it. He's fixing to force it out. 
said, by himself, he purged our sins. And he was talking about every one of us. By himself, he purged our sins. Look at Hebrews, turn in your Bible now. We're still in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number nine, verse number 14, familiar scripture. Hebrews chapter number nine, verse number 14. I'm still talking about what what it is that, that purges us from the sin and what it is that replaces that sin. Hebrews chapter number nine, verse number 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, you with me, who through the eternal spirit offered himself, there that is again, without spot to God, look what he said, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. What did he say did it? He said, how much more shall the blood of Christ? Did you know that the blood of Christ purges of sin? You can read in Hebrews, I believe the same chapter, Hebrews chapter nine, he said, he said that all things by blood are purged. He said if it, didn't, if, if it wasn't a blood, he said there was no remission. All things by blood are purged. I want you to know today that what purged me was blood. Now, if we could somehow in our mind liquefy the sin of our life and then we take the liquid blood of our Savior Jesus Christ and we put one behind the other and you think about a brake line, that's kind of what happened. See if it's fasting. He's out the old and in comes the blood of Christ. And I believe that when he sees me now, he don't see what, who was there before. Right? He can peek around every corner in my heart. And when he looks, he, he says, that blood everywhere in there. The blood of Jesus is everywhere in there. How'd that happen? Because he took out the old by putting in the new. See, the concept of purging today is what salvation is all about. We've been slipped a counterfeit by the world that if you'll repeat after me this prayer, you'll sign this card, you'll be baptized, you'll join a church, you'll do all of these different things that somehow or another that equals eternal salvation with God. But it does not. Except you be born again. You'll perish. Say, preacher, I'm, I'm about to get it right. I'm about, to, I'm about to get this under control. I'm about to quit that. I'm about to stop that. You may have. But all you're doing is what Jesus said you would do. You're emptying. You're sweeping. You're putting up a flower or two. You're garnishing. But he said that unclean spirit's coming back to you. He won't be gone long. He's coming back. And when he comes back next time, he's bringing some wicked friends with him. He's bringing some characters that are more vile than even he. And they're going to come back in your house. Can you stop them? You you couldn't keep them out the first time. You can't keep them out this time. You see, if it was about you, I can assure you of this, God would have not crucified his only son. 
if you had the power to save yourself, he would not have put him through the torture and torment of a cross and bled him out so you could go free if you could do it. All you can do is make a good resolution, a good commitment. I'm going to do better. Then I'll go to church. Don't work that way. You're still just an empty house. He's coming back. And the worst, the end for you will be worse than even the beginning. You see, what has to happen is you've got to get purged. Look with us now. I'm going to go to the Old Testament. I thought this was relevant, so I'm going to add this as we close. Proverbs chapter number 16. Proverbs chapter number 16. Right behind the book of Psalms, Proverbs chapter number 16. Verse number 6. I want you to see what he says here. Because the concept was still there in the Old Testament. I, I, I believe the church today is a tad confused about what Jesus Christ's blood does. It doesn't cover sin, right? If we're, and anytime you hear that word covering, the blood of Christ was not meant to be a covering for sin. That's more of an Old Testament concept. The blood of Jesus don't cover, it purges. Right? My sin is not covered by the blood. My sin is gone. See, my my sin was purged out. Never to be remembered no more. It's it's gone. That's a big difference. That's a big difference from something being covered to something being gone. The blood of Jesus Christ hath purged my sin by forcing it out as it came in. Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 6. Just one verse. Gavin, if you would. Verse number 6. Listen to what he said. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. You see that? By mercy and truth, Iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. If we had to, if we had to pick one person that would characterize the fullness of mercy, right, who do you, who do you think of? I'm not talking. I'm not talking about humans. Right, who do you think of when you think of the fullness of mercy? Right, we, we think of God. And, and the Bible speaks of his mercy over and over and over. I mean, you, you preach on that another day, right? That is just the mercy of God. New every morning, the psalmist said. And then who does the Bible say truth is? Jesus said it himself, right? He, he said, I am truth. And we find in the Old Testament here that, that Solomon says, he says, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. So what are you saying? Jesus. Hebrews said, by himself, he has purged our sins. Who? Jesus By the blood of Jesus, 
He hath purged our sins. Who? Jesus. Mercy and truth hath purged our iniquity. Who? Jesus. You see, what you need today isn't as complex as you've made it. You don't need a 12-step program. What you need is Jesus. I don't know how many testimonies and people sitting in the room right now. I don't know how many testimonies of people that were. I'm just going. I'm going. They were drunks. You were an alcoholic. You couldn't not drink till that day. Say how come? Because when you really get saved, the old is forced out. And what comes in behind it is new. A new creature is what he said in Christ. Got new desires and new wants and new talk and a new way of dressing. Yeah. New way of living. Do you know... Most of you probably lost your old friends. Every one of them. Did you get some new ones? Got some new friends. I just want to know if you've been purged. Because if you've not been purged, you might just be empty. And the worst for you will be when they come back. Because if you ain't been saved, you're going back. You're going back. This is a true proverb. You can clean up a pig, but she's still a pig. And it will always want the mud. I don't know your heart today, but I know the one that can purge it. You'll be so different. You won't know yourself for a while. You'll be so changed. Ain't that what you were saying earlier? You, you just get so changed. You, well, you get it, right? Thank God I got purged. I ain't covered by the blood. I'm purged by it. He used the blood to push out what was in there. And he left all the blood behind. When God looks at me, he sees his son. He sees his son. Because I mean, I don't know how big my inner man is. Right? Don't, don't contemplate on that one, Paul. That'll drive us crazy. I don't know how big my inner man is. But I can tell you he's full. And on my worst day, he's been full. On the days when I mess up more than I get right. He's still full. How come? Because when he purged out the old, he didn't leave any. He pushed it all out as he came in. And he closed the doors. Are you saved? Are you purged? You need to know today. Because there's a religious counterfeit out there that just wants you to be relieved. Not different. As we stand and sing.
you're here this morning and need him, I'll just give you an altar call. If you'd like to pray, maybe you're burdened. Maybe you're struggling with the sin that controls you now. Maybe you just need to pray. Tell him all about it. He can help you today. He can help you.